Welcome to the Buick Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Marion, and on this podcast, we dive deep into the outdoors. We discuss hunting and fishing techniques, give you tips and tricks, tell stories, and everything in between to help you enjoy the outdoors. This podcast is brought to you by Northbound Gear. Northbound Gear is designed for maneuverability and durability and is made to last through even the toughest of elements. My go-to for their pants is the Water Resistance Adventure Pants and their lined waterproof jeans. I've worn them while out ice fishing, crawling through the woods, bear hunting, and on the west coast out on the boat. And I even wear them around when I'm having a lazy day at the house. They are that comfortable. They also offer jackets, summer pants, backpacks, and many more. Men's and women's sizes are available, and by partnering with One Tree Planted, you're planting a tree with every purchase. Check them out for yourself at northboundgear.co, and when you use my promo code SHELDON15 at checkout, you'll receive 15% off your order. That's northboundgear.co and promo code SHELDON15. Hey everyone, welcome back to another Buick Outdoors podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host Sheldon Marion, and before we get into this episode, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube and you want to listen to it, head over to pretty well any major podcast platform and search up the Buick Outdoors podcast if you just want to listen to it. Uh, If you are just listening to it and you want to watch the video version, head over to our YouTube channel and there'll be a podcast playlist uh, as well as there's a playlist for all of our other outdoor adventures, hunting, fishing, exploring, cooking. Uh, There's a little bit of everything for everyone and then while you're over there, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Hey everyone, welcome back to another Buick Outdoors podcast. Uh, seeing how we're getting into July now, our bear season is for sure over until it opens back up here in August. Uh, we went out a couple more times there, me and Shelby, but because of, because of the rain and other stuff that we had planned around the house, we uh, we never did get another one. And I bring that up because I still had my second bear in the deep freeze and typically what I do is I wait until I have at least one really big bear or two of the smaller bears that we kind of tend to get around here uh, before I bring them into the into the butcher uh, just because I don't like to waste the butcher's time uh, you know if you bring in one small bear it, to me it, it almost seems like a waste of the butcher's time because at the kind of clean everything afterwards to go back to cutting like beef and pork and all that stuff so I like to make it so it's kind of worth his while uh to swap everything over to the wild game so uh with that being said uh my second bear it it wasn't a very big bear and uh I was kind of looking at the cost of everything on uh bringing my bear in getting it all caught up and stuff like that and uh weighing that and just doing it myself i've i've made uh sausage and pepperonis and all that stuff myself uh several times but i was kind of weighing out if it's worth my time to buy a new sausage stuffer uh in the past i've always just used my grinder and then used the sausage stuffing attachment on the grinder uh but with that it takes a lot longer than an actual sausage stuffer so uh yeah the sausage stuffer there it was three hundred dollars and after i was kind of 
weighing it all out, I end up getting the sausage stuffer. Uh, you know, when, when you take an animal to the butcher, uh, for wild game, it's between a dollar twenty to a dollar thirty uh, per pound for the basic cut and wrap. And the bears that we get up here, you know, they're not very big. They're around hundred and fifty pounds ish, somewhere around there. Hundred fifty to hundred pounds is kind of a big one. Uh, and with that being said, uh, if the butcher charges you basically $150 flat fee for a basic cut and wrap kind of a thing. Uh, and that's even if you only bring in like a hundred pound bear, they're still going to charge you that minimal 150 bucks. And basically what they're doing with the bears when you're bringing them in, uh, for us anyways, because we turn them mostly into pepperoni and sausages is they're just deboning it kind of a thing. Uh, and then on top of that, for any sausages, it's right around three to four dollars per pound, uh, with a minimum of a thirty-pound order, so that's ninety bucks. Uh, so if you bring in just your bear and get your minimum thirty pounds of sausage made up, you're already sitting at two hundred and forty dollars. Uh, if you want any Smokies done, it's typically around $6 a pound. And again, that minimum 30-pound uh, order. So that's $180. So if you get just the basic cut and wrap or deboning in this case and your Smokies, you're sitting at $330. Uh, if you get, you know... 30 pounds of Smokies, 30 pounds of sausages, and then your basic cut, cut and wrap, it's already at $420. So I looked at that compared to a sausage stuffer. Like it's a one-time cost of $300. I already did the one-time cost of my meat grinder, which is $100, because I just bought just the small basic uh, LEM one. I can't remember the model, but you can get them from LEM, PV Mart, Canadian Tire, uh, Walmart, I think, too. They're between 80 to 120 bucks. So, you know, you kind of take into consideration uh, for this one time that it's going to cost me a bit of money. But now, going forward in the future, uh, I don't have to buy a meat grinder every time. I don't have to buy a sausage stuffer every time. The only thing that I have to buy is basically the seasonings, the casings, and the pork fat, or the pork loin like I use. And pretty well the seasoning, depending on uh, how much meat you're going to be doing. Uh, they come in like packets for 5 pounds, they come in packets for 15 pounds, and they come in packages of, I believe, 20, and then some are also 30 but the price range is anywhere from like 15 to kind of 45 bucks. And then there's also kits that have the seasoning and the casings. Uh, maybe one other thing, maybe two sets of casings or something like that. And those are more like the $45, $50 ones. If it's just seasonings, it's typically around 20 to 30 bucks. And that'll season up to, you know, roughly 40 pounds. And I say roughly a lot here because, I mean, go to a store and look at the seasoning packages. Uh, some of them say for five pounds 
and it's $15. The next one, which is a different company, it'll say this season's 20 pounds and it's 10 bucks. You know, it it varies hugely, but typically speaking, you're not going to spend more than I don't think I've ever spent 50 bucks on seasoning, and if I did, it was an entire kit. Uh the one I bought, I think it came with four or five different seasonings. Each seasoning was for five pounds of meat. And then it also came with, I want to say, again, four or five uh, packs of casings. Uh, so that one, it was a bit on the pricey side. But what you get out of it is just a pile of seasonings. Um, and then also... When you're doing this too, like your casings there, again, it, it varies so much depending on what you want. If you're doing like the little snack sticks, I think they take the 19 millimeter casings if you're getting the collagen ones. And then also even with those, uh, there's the ones that are smoked. There's ones that aren't smoked. There's ones they have to soak into in warm water to kind of loosen them up. Uh, some you don't have the soak in water at all. You just throw them right onto the tube. Uh, then there's pretty well three different normal sizes. There's like the small little 17 or 19 millimeter, like three eighths casings for like your your pepperoni sticks. And then from there you have like seven eighths for like your Italian sausages and bratwursts and stuff like that. And then you have kind of oh they're about two and a half inches not nah, maybe two inches and that's for like your bigger chunks of kind of like pizza pepperoni almost and then there's like the really big ones that are about three inches maybe across and that's for like your big things of like bologna and salami and summer sausage and things of that nature you know uh also, there's the collagen casings uh, and the natural casings where you get the hog casings. Again, that's for like Italian sausage uh, size stuff, you know, the kind of like one inch casings. And then there's also uh, natural sheep casings and that sheep intestine. That is what's used for like your small breakfast, uh, breakfast links and pepperoni sticks and all that stuff. But, you know, casings, they range between 20 to 50 bucks, maybe somewhere around there. And then also, some of them, if you read the package, one, it'll say this will fill up roughly 8 pounds of meat. The others, you know, well, some of those really big ones that you can get, like the 3-inch the wide ones, they're, jeez. Again, this is where it varies. Some are eight inches some are like 16 inches uh but yeah some of those they hold like two or three pounds of meat uh so the varying casing sizes and the cost for it is very very up and down but uh yeah 50 bucks for casings is like at the very top high end <laughs> i i don't again i don't think i've spent 50 bucks on casings other than when I've bought like a bunch of hog casings and then 
basically what I did was I just bought more than what I needed and I froze the rest. And I only used like two out of the whatever ten that I bought. And then also when it comes to your pork fat, uh this is where it's nice kind of doing it on your own. Because for me, pork fat is nice to use. Uh it's readily available, but I also like using pork loin uh, a lot of the times. Uh you can buy a, a giant pork loin that's like 15 pounds from Safeway or whatever. And they're like 35 bucks, something around there. So a lot of times, in the springtime especially, uh, it seems like they kind of come on sale. So I'll go out and I'll buy kind of three or four of them. And I'll just throw them all into my freezer. And uh, whenever I go to make up sausages, I just pull one out unthought use what i need the rest get cut up into pork chops or whatever and uh it, it works great uh you can also do up your own mixtures and blends if you need say five pounds of fat uh you know you could do two and a half pounds of loin two and a half pounds of pork fat and mix it up uh you can change your grind size and all that stuff you know when you're doing it yourself it's just spectacular uh also one thing that i've done in the past too uh with bear is when i made my uh bear burger I, I went out to the butcher and i bought a whole pile of beef trim and what beef trim is, is basically when you're when you're cutting like your steaks and roasts and stuff like that you see the steaks and the roasts are always you know nice and symmetrical they have nice clean cut edges and stuff well, that stuff that comes off of there to make those nice straight cuts, that's beef trim. And it goes into a pile, and it's usually ground up into burger. Uh, but if you talk to your butcher, a lot of times you can buy it for, I don't know what it would be, a dollar a pound or something like that. And and again, like if you say, hey, I need 10 pounds of beef trim, you know, you can mix your, your bear 50-50 with beef trim, 80-20, 90 10 whatever you know it's it's all up to you and then it really changes the flavor profile of your hamburger and it, it kind of changes the texture if you're really paying attention but uh whatever you know i was i did it once there for uh just to mix it up try something new and it it was absolutely phenomenal uh but anyways getting back to the sausage making uh, you know, if you end up buying the most expensive casing, the most expensive seasoning, and like 30 bucks worth of pork fat, which is a lot of pork fat, you know, it's 50, 90, you know, it's $120. And I don't know what that would do. Probably 20 pounds of meat, for sure, anyways. 20 to 30 pounds. So, I mean, you know, another thing, too, is when you're taking it to a butcher, they have the minimal order. Uh, you know, I wanted pepperoni. Uh, my butcher, too, his pepperoni, it's more like a cracked pepper kind of thing. Uh, and the pepperoni I wanted this year was kind of like the store-bought pepperoni, where it's like you can taste, like, the aniseed oil in there and stuff like that. Uh and also, I don't want 30 pounds of pepperoni. Uh, 
you know, little pepperoni sticks. They're nice to have around. It's nice to have, you know, five, ten pounds of that. And that way you have a, a lot for yourself. But then you can also give out some to your friends and family and stuff. Let them try out bear. But, you know, like 30 pounds of pepperoni, that's, ooh, that, it's just too much. Same thing when it comes to anything like, you know, if you want Italian sausage, jalapeno cheddar, bratwurst, whatever. If you do it at home, if you only want five pounds of it, you know, five one pound uh, packs of sausages, you can do that. And all you got to do is grab your five pound seasoning, throw it in there, grind it up, stuff it. Perfect. There you go. There's five pounds of Italian sausage, and away you go. Uh, unfortunately, at the at the butcher, you you don't get that option. You know, it's thirty pounds or nothing for the most part. Uh, some places might have fifteen pound minimum orders, but I think thirty pounds is kind of just like almost industry standard, kind of like that hundred fifty dollar basic minimal price. Uh, for like the cut and wrap kind of a thing. You know, it's just industry standard. Uh, so when you're doing it at home, uh, the stuff that you're able to make and the amount is so much better. The unfortunate thing is though, is that you are doing it at home and you do have to take the time. And uh, when you first start out, you're going to make quite a few mistakes. Uh you know, I can do it now where it, I'd say 85% of the time it turns out amazing, turns out great, but there's still times where uh, you put in all this time and effort and uh, it's not exactly what you thought was going to, what you're going to get. So uh, there's also that aspect too. Uh, the butcher does it for a living. When they say, yeah, you're going to get Italian sausage, you're getting Italian sausage, and it's a seasoning that's been proven, it tastes great 99% of the time, and, uh, you know, you get what you pay for kind of thing. We're at home, there's a lot of variables. Uh, you know, one thing that I've learned over the years, and, you know, there's probably a lot of people that don't agree with it, but when you open up your seasoning, you have your bag of seasoning, and then inside there's a second bag, it has all your salts and nitrates. I take that bag out and I throw that directly into the trash. I don't add the salt and I don't add the nitrates to it. And my stuff turns out fantastic now. Where before, it was always a guessing game because there was times where you'd make bratwurst sausage. And man, you, you almost couldn't eat it. Like you almost had to boil it just to kind of cut the salt a little bit and even then you know a lot of ketchup was required to eat it uh but ever since i've taken the salt and nitrate bag just throwing that into the trash my stuff has been turning out great and uh i think for the most part a lot of people tell you to keep the nitrates in it if you're smoking it because you're doing such a low and slow smoking process uh that it's a perfect temperature for for anything any like bacteria and stuff to grow on it but 
I, I don't know. I don't really see an issue not putting it in. I haven't had any issues so far, but I don't know. I've, nobody's gotten sick from eating my stuff. I haven't been. I haven't gotten sick, uh, and a lot of times too. You know, you can throw a, you grab a brisket, throw it in your, in your smoker for like sixteen hours, and nobody bats an eye at that. So if I'm going to be smoking sausages for six hours, you know, I think it's something I can kind of get over. Uh, with that too, talking about smokers. Uh, that is another, well, it's not quite a one-time expense. Uh, the smoker itself is a one-time expense. Uh, but then depending on which one you buy, uh, you have to buy either the pucks or the wood chips. Uh, what I used to run was one of those big chief smokers. Uh, it's a very small smoker, which is unfortunate because it worked amazingly well. Uh, just a little heating element in the bottom, came with a little pan, and I think there was about six shelves that are, I don't know, maybe 14 inches wide and 10 inches long kind of thing. But uh, with that, it worked phenomenally well. You buy wood chips, or if you want to try something new, i go around and I'd cut down a couple of willows or a birch tree. And I'd strip all the bark off of it, and I'd sit there with my axe, and I'd just cut down the tree so I'd have nice strips that were, whatever, one to three, sometimes four inches long, kind of a thing. And I'd let them dry out in the sun for, like, I don't know, a day. And I'd use that for my wood chips, and it worked great if you didn't want to buy wood chips, or if you just kind of ran out or forgot to pick them up, or whatever the case may be. Uh, and then from there, I upgraded and I bought the biggest, most badass smoker you could buy at the time. And it was like the Bradley Six Rack smoker. Uh, and honestly, I have not had any luck with that thing whatsoever. Uh, it, a lot of people like them. I don't, uh, for some reason or whatever, it just, I don't know, I'm just used to the Big Chief Smoker, for some reason, I just can't get good stuff to come out of this, uh, you know, when you're, when you're smoking meat too, it's a lot hotter down the bottom where the heating element is compared to the top, so you have to swap your racks around, and I've done that, and I've monitored it, and for whatever reason, I just, I'm no good with the Bradley smoker, so I haven't really used it. I spent, oh, I think it was $700 on that thing, and I've used it quite a bit, but, uh, yeah, not nearly as much uh, to justify spending $700 on a smoker. So, you know, that's one thing to take into consideration with this. Also with the Bra uh, Bradley, you have to buy the pucks. If you don't buy the pucks, you're hooped. You're out of luck. You can't just run out into the backyard, cut down a green alder, and, you know, strip the bark off of it and use that. Uh, if you don't have the pucks, you're not doing any smoking uh, whatsoever. Um, but, you know, if you're going to be doing this stuff at home, 
and you want like quote unquote real smokies, you're gonna need a smoker. For me, I would honestly recommend uh one of the big chiefs. They're a fraction of the cost of a Bradley and pretty well what you'll have to do is smoke it until I man, it's been so long since I've used one. But pretty well smoke it for a few hours and then you just finish it in your oven. Uh with the Bradley smoker you do have the oven element in the very bottom so you can smoke it and you can finish it in the Bradley but even with the Bradley smoker I would recommend you finish it in your oven in the house uh, just because the the heating element doesn't work quite as good as they kind of advertise it as uh, it's great for the smoking aspect but for the heat uh, aspect it's it it wasn't good uh, Honestly, if you're going to be spending, you know, that $700 on a smoker, I wouldn't even look at a Bradley and I would just go straight for the throat and I'd go straight to the Traeger and I'd just get a Traeger grill. Uh, they seem to be kind of the best of the best and they're multi-purpose. Uh, you, know, you can make your Smokies in there. You can make your pepperonis in there. And then when you're all said and done, Crank the heat up, grill a steak on it. You know what I mean? Uh, and then with that, again, you have to use the pellets for that. So, you know, there is some kind of underlying cost to this stuff. Uh, Bradley smokers, the wood chips, they're like hugely expensive now. I think uh, when I was in the shop there the other day, it was $45 for a box of pellets. Or not pellets, the pucks. And then for your Traggers, I, I really don't know how much the pallets cost because I don't have one. Uh, but, you know, it is one thing that you have to take into consideration that you're going to have to have the pellets. Uh, you know, again, you can't just run into your backyard. But with that being said, you know, depending on what size of Trager or Bradley that you get. With Bradley, you can get the four rack or you can get the six rack. Uh, with the Traggers, you can get that tiny little one where it's like the tailgate one. Or you can get like the Timberline one where they're just huge, just like a barrel. Uh, so, you know, the amount of stuff that you can do on those. Uh, you know, the 4-Rack. Bradley, you can maybe get, I don't know, 10 pounds, 15 pounds of meat into that thing. Where the 6-Rack, you can almost double it. Same thing with the Traggers. One, you might be able to get five pounds in it. The other one, you might be able to get like 40 pounds. Uh, one thing that I used to do too with my Bradley smoker, uh, it has six racks, but I pretty well pull them all off except for the top one. And I got stainless steel S-hooks. And when you're linking your sausages, if you link it like like a proper sausage place, you can get links that are, you know, each each sausage is about, you know, that eight inches long. But then when you link them, it's a group of four, connect to another group of four, connect to another group of four. So in it, it's a huge link that takes up pretty well the entire height of your smoker. And with those stainless steel S-hooks, I'll take two of the trays and I'll double them up, 
put it on the top rack, and then I'll line up probably, I want to say three rows and three hooks in each row, and then I can hang those huge lengths of uh, sausage links on that, and then you can get them all into one shot, and you can just stuff that thing right full. Uh, also, you have to pay attention to your humidity control. Uh, a lot of times they say keep the top completely wide open for the first little bit just to draw all the moisture out and it can uh... no I'm gonna have that backwards see maybe this is why I'm no good with that Bradley smoker maybe it's keep the thing shut oh man I'd have to look at that again there's something to do with the humidity control with the top uh, when you first start out I think the, you want to keep it shut it draws out some of the moisture and until it turns kind of brown on the outside and then you can open it up and it takes like the first two hours something like that and then you open it wide open for the next two hours and you keep smoking it I can't remember don't take my word on how to use a Bradley smoker because like I've said I think that thing's a piece of junk and uh, pretty well a waste of time but that's also coming from me there's other people that absolutely love their Bradley smokers uh, unfortunately I'm just not one of those people <laughs> but yeah when it comes to making your own sausage uh, basically you know the process of it is very very simple uh, you know what I do is I thaw out all the quarters of my bear I debone it and when you're doing it this way too you don't have to worry about what cuts or what like your end result uh, is to have strips of meat that are kind of like one inch by one inch so that way they can go through your grinder or cube it all up depending on how how much horsepower your uh, your meat grinder has or if you're using like a hand crank one uh, you're definitely not going to want real long strips of meat uh, with my grinder it can handle the uh, the actual like strips so for me it's real easy I just run my knife down one side of the bone cut around the bone I have a great big slab of meat and I just start cutting long strips and then I just trim it up until they're about an inch wide so inch wide whatever 12 inches long turn on the meat grinder and I feed that through and then I do the same thing with the pork loins uh, basically same thing one inch strips uh, however long you want to make them and basically what I do is I kind of put in four or five strips of bear meat one strip of pork loin and then I just kind of keep doing that that way in your bowl or your tub whatever it is that you're grinding your meat into you can tell the difference between you know bear meat and pork and it's kind of sort of mixed in there it's not just one side's pork one side's bear kind of a thing uh and with me too if you talk to like the real serious uh sausage making guys they'll tell you that some styles of sausage requires this size of uh grind for me i always just use a fine grind some people say your grind should be 80 percent fine and then 20 percent coarse grinds and that way it has like a certain texture to it when you're chewing on it 
I don't pay attention to any of that. Hey, buddy. What are you barking for? But for me, I just use the, the fine grind. I don't I don't really mess around uh, with the grind too much. Uh, what I used to do was, you know, the different ways that you can kind of mix up your seasonings is you can cube up all your meat, mix your seasoning, throw it in with your cubed meat, mix it all up, and then grind it. Uh, the problem with that, though, is your grinder doesn't really like that it's a little bit harder because of all the moisture in there it makes your meat and fat almost kind of like sticky and it sticks to the knives and stuff like that uh some people what they do is they grind it through the coarse first and then they mix in their seasoning and then they grind it through the fine again you're just kind of overworking your meat every time that you break down the meat proteins they get a little bit more stringy uh so what i do is i grind everything up through the fine grind i put my seasoning in there i mix it all up by hand i throw it in the fridge and i let it sit there and chill for you know 20 30 minutes and that way it, it really draws in all of the moisture and all the flavor and then while it's cool i pull it out put it into sausage sausage stuffer and then i start making my sausage uh one thing if you're going to be using your meat grinder uh, for sausage stuffer for me I never did it but uh, you know like the the real sausage fanatics kind of thing they'll tell you that you always have to keep it cold sometimes they have like a water bath with ice uh, in like a big bowl and then the bowl that they have their meat in goes on top of that one so it keeps their meat chilled uh, they also freeze like their stuffing tubes uh and they have like ice packs on it because when you're <laughs> if you're especially if you work with pork fat just the heat from your hand it can start to melt that pork fat uh and then i guess you know apparently that makes it uh <laughs> apparently that just makes it so the texture is a slightly bit off uh but for me i've never had that issue uh your grinder will start to get kind of hot and warm uh so you know if you're going to be using your meat grinder for the for stuffing your sausage i would say keep it to like a 10 to 15 pound maximum uh after that you're it's not exactly cooking it but you're going to be putting a lot of strain on your meat grinder and it just it starts getting hot and uh yeah, it just it makes it a lot harder to actually stuff all your sausage and stuff in in it. Uh, that's also another reason why I decided to buy the sausage stuffer. Uh, when you're when you're putting it through the meat grinder attachment, uh, basically, you know, a lot of times it's hard to actually stuff it down the tube and into the grinder, and then you know, a lot of times. You push it down with a little plunger. Some of it comes back up. Most of it goes out, but it kind of comes up and starts to stick on your uh, your little handle and stuff on your plunger. And uh, it it takes a long time, you know. It, especially with like the meat grinder that I have, it's not a big industrial one where it just spits it out. You know, it's a very slow moving grinder. It works great for grinding up your meat and all that. Uh, 
if you do a whole moose, it it's a process. But for you know doing the doing up the bear, it does the job kind of thing. Uh, but with the sausage stuffer, with me, I got the five pound one, and even that, uh, if the horn was a little bit longer, and I could put more uh, casing on there. It as fast as you're cranking on it, as long as your meat isn't too sticky and bound up, it just comes shooting out the end, and it's so much faster. Uh, so I mean, if you're if you've been doing this for a while, you've been kind of hemming and hawing about buying the sausage stuffer. Uh, they are very expensive. The five pound sausage stuffer from LEM was three hundred dollars, uh, which is pretty expensive. Uh, but the amount of time that I saved uh, from doing this bear, you know, normally, normally it's a full day process for me. Uh, I start in the morning, get everything ground up, get all the seasoning put in and mixed up, and that's you know a couple of hours kind of a thing if you're kind of going quick about it. And then after that, it's like uh, it, it's another four to six hours of actually stuffing all your sausage and stuff like that whereas this time the whole process was like half a day instead of like a day and a half kind of thing because once the, all the sausage was all or like the meat was all mixed up and ready to go i put it into the stuffer and man you start cranking on that thing and you have to pay attention because pretty soon it just goes poop pushes out the last little bit of your casing off and it's still coming out the tube and you gotta pick it all back up and throw it back in your bowl but you know the amount of sausage and pepperoni links that you're able to make now with the sausage stuffer is well worth that $300 uh, also too there's so many different uh, little like attachments and stuff well not really attachments but different size tubes that you can get uh the five pound LEM comes with three of them. Uh, I can't remember what sizes that they are, but it's kind of like a, a half inch, a three quarter, and a one inch, I want to say. Uh, for the pepperoni sticks that I just made, I had to buy the uh, three eighths sausage uh, stuffer. And it, that one, it's stainless steel. Uh, the ones that came with the sausage stuffer are plastics. So, I mean, over time, they're going to get a little discolored and stuff, but whatever. Uh, I can just go out and buy the stainless steel ones when I need to, kind of a thing. Uh, also, if you want to see a review of the sausage stuffer, uh, come August, I have a video coming out of the sausage stuffer. And then also making black bear pepperoni. Uh, so even though right now it's it's July, you have to wait about a month for that those videos to come out. But eventually they will come out, and that's just over on our YouTube channel. Uh, but yeah, if you're looking at getting into sausage making, uh, you know what? It, it's a great little. I mean, you could even call it a hobby. Uh, even if you're not a hunter and you just want to try giving it a go you know it it is a lot of fun you can try different blends you can try your own blends you can buy stuff from high mountain seasoning lem seasoning uh oh man there's another one wild west seasoning i think uh you can also go online and 
see what people are using. You can mix up your own little blends. Uh, one thing I highly recommend though too is once you get all your meat mixed up and it's ready to go, take a handful of it, you know, whatever it is, like a meatball size, smash it up into a patty and quickly cook it up on a, in the frying pan there and eat it before you commit to stuffing your sausages. Uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, if you have too much seasoning, you can always just grind up a little bit more pork loin or something like that or go out and buy like a roast or something, you know, and kind of top it up, mix it all up and then try it again to kind of cut back on the seasoning. Or if there's not enough seasoning, you can always add a little bit more before you uh, start stuffing up all your sausages. Uh, that's one thing that we learned the hard way is it's never good to make like 50 pounds of sausage get it home, open up the pack, cook it up, and find out that there's not nearly enough seasoning. You know, it tastes like cooked meat. So, uh, yeah, learn from our previous mistakes. And, uh, man, the things that you can do at home when you're doing it yourself is just phenomenal. Uh, like I said, you can you can mess around with the textures of it. Uh you know, with the coarse grind and the fine grind, every once in a while too, I bought sausages at the store and it was just, it was almost like chunked meat encased in fine grind. You can try that out. It wasn't that good, but I mean, you can try it. Uh, same thing with like your, your mixtures. You can grind up whatever. You can grind up loins, like pork loin. You can grind up bacon. You can grind up, you know, you can make your own turkey, pepperoni links, chicken salami, you know, whatever. You know, that's one thing uh, this fall that I'm going to be doing. Uh, in September, I'm taking three weeks off again. And uh, we have just a phenomenal amount of rabbits out here. And it so far, it seems like we have a really good amount of chickens this year, too. Uh, so, like, in three weeks... I can shoot 10 chickens a day with a maximum limit of, I think, 30. Uh, a lot of times what I do with those is I bring them home. I knock the breast off the breastbone. I chill them overnight. In the morning, I vacuum seal them. And then I just kind of keep a count of how many I have in the deep freeze. Uh, but with the rabbits, I'll have to double check. But I don't believe that there's a bag limit on them. So if we go out, we shoot 10 rabbits. Bring them home. Again, debone them all, let them chill. The next day, if we have 10 or 20 rabbits, after like a two, three day hunt kind of thing, I can grind up all the meat and I can throw in a bunch of pork fat with it because rabbits, you know, they're like 99.99% muscle. There's no fat on them at all. So we'll definitely need some pork fat for those guys. But then, you know, if I want to make whatever, snowshoe hair bologna, I can, and uh, I'm really going to be experimenting with it here this fall, and uh, yeah, I'm just going to give her a go. Uh, I know a lot of people that shoot geese and ducks. Uh, you know, you can only eat so many roasted goose or ducks and stuff like that, so they make a ton of goose pepperoni, and that stuff's phenomenal. Uh, if you haven't tried that yet, I that's another thing I highly recommend you try is is goose pepperoni. It's 
oh man it is good stuff but uh yeah anyways guys uh you know in uh in a month's time here uh i'll have those videos of how to make uh sausage coming up well it's not gonna be making sausage it's gonna be making pepperoni uh also a gear review of the sausage stuffer that i got from lem and uh yeah if you guys want to check that out and give this a go you know it, it's a lot of fun you can mess around with it a bunch uh you know the the things that you can do are, are just endless so i hope you guys give her a try and uh have some fun with it uh let me know what you guys try and uh if it turns out uh but uh yeah i think we're gonna cut her there guys uh if you're watching this on youtube please like the video uh, leave us a comment or two subscribe to our channel uh if you're listening to this on one of the podcast platforms you know write us a review whether it was good bad one star five star whatever we kind of you know i want to cater to what you guys like or what you don't like kind of thing you know uh also if you are just listening to this and you want to watch it head over to youtube check us out over there subscribe to the channel we have all sorts of stuff coming out uh this year you know it's uh july 5th and i already have uh video scheduled to come out every friday until august 19th so uh you know we've been extremely busy <laughs> but anyways guys i hope you like this podcast and uh yeah catch you on the next one